0: Chapter 14, Captains and Sailors. We raced through Padua the following day, trying to arrive in time to an interfaith peace march that we had heard about a few days earlier. We arrived at sunset, tired and sweaty from having walked 35 kilometers, just as organizers were ushering the crowds into a large auditorium. Our signs generated a buzz of excitement and soon, event organizers came out to greet us. They led us to front row seats and then hurried to the podium to speak with several people seated there, some of whom wore the traditional garb of their religion. They all nodded in our direction. I felt my heart beating with excitement. The event began with the leaders of various religious communities and peace organizations emphasizing the need for tolerance and understanding. We were welcomed and introduced as examples of people working for peace. When the speeches ended, photographers and journalists descended upon us, peppering us with questions. Well-wishers reached out to us, shaking our hands, patting our backs and kissing our cheeks. My tears consequence of my shaken confidence and recent arguments with Alberto mixed with theirs so filled with love. I melted into their embrace and took from them the emotional strength I so desperately needed at that moment. The peace march started and so we joined the masses spilling out onto the streets. We were given white candles the size of baseball bats and added our lights to the sea of flickering lights that lit up the night. A priest sauntered alongside us. I just want to congratulate you, he enthused in English. I'm sure it's been a long day for you. You must be tired. Do you have a place to sleep tonight? When we replied that we didn't, he asked us to follow him. In a scene that was surely comical, we trotted behind him, our heavy backpacks swaying from side to side, trying to keep him in sight while balancing our burning candles. He stopped to speak with a woman and then disappeared into the crowd. The woman came towards us, the light of her candle illuminating a lovely face and brown eyes that sparkled with kindness. My name is Luciana, she said, ushering us towards her car. You will be sleeping in my home tonight. And just like that, we had a home. Luciana was a generous host doting on us as if we were her own children. We slept on comfortable sofas, under cozy blankets that I was reluctant to crawl out of. The smell of freshly brewed coffee the following morning hinted at the breakfast that awaited us. Luciana brought in Il de de Padua and showed us the article that highlighted us at the peace march. She even took our clothes to machine wash them A luxury we had not enjoyed in almost two months. The smell of detergent was headier at that moment than that of the finest perfume. The unhurried pace of the morning flowed into lunch where we were joined by Father Sergio, a priest friend of Luciana's. As all-embracing as Luciana, Father Sergio wanted nothing more than to hear about our experiences. Especially the magical coincidences which he termed Providence, elaborating that we were in the land of Saint Anthony, the saint of Providence. We accepted his request to speak to his youth group that night and jumped at the invitation to tour Padua. The clearly pleased Father Sergio showed us the many sights of this magnificent city and ended our day with a visit to the Basilica of St. Anthony, which housed the saint's remains. St. Anthony was the most famous disciple of St. Francis, Father Sergio whispered, and a great preacher. He showed us to a container that supposedly held the saint's tongue, saying, You know when his body was exhumed thirty years after his death, that tongue still glistened which people took as a sign of his gift to inspire and teach others. I hope that Alberto wasn't taking all of this as a sign to speak his mind even more freely. We continued around the Basilica, enjoying its many treasures, and stopped to admire the drawing of an eagle. I had seen similar drawings in other churches, usually accompanied by a bull, a lion, and an angel, and asked Father Sergio what they meant. They represent the evangelists, he explained. The lion is St. Mark, the bull is St. Luke, the angel is St. Matthew, and the eagle is St. John. The Gospel of St. John is considered one of the most mystical and beautiful depictions of the life and teachings of Jesus. I wondered if there was a connection there for me, a message from my totem to explore the teachings of St. John. More than once, I had tried reading the Bible, searching for such mysticism, but eventually put it all away, finding its judgmental and wrathful depictions of God, especially in the Old Testament, demoralizing and inconsistent with my beliefs. The New Testament left me uninspired, and I finally concluded that, for me, the mystical was not to be found in the Bible or in the Christian faith. The church hall filled quickly with eager young faces, wanting to hear about our pilgrimage. But unlike the people we usually met, these were fellow pilgrims. They too had walked the Camino, and so understood the language of pilgrims, the stories of magic that needed no explanation or justification, and the feeling of being guided and protected by invisible forces. There were no cries of incredulity when we spoke. Acknowledgement among equals of events wholly natural. A young man pulled out a guitar and started strumming the music to Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence. The group stood and, holding hands, began singing this version of Our Father in Italian. Alberto sang the words in Spanish. It was at that moment standing in the far corner of that long table that I felt most distant from the group. My walk had been taken over by the religiosity that I had so desperately fought to keep out. I felt guilty for my feelings, for I was among genuine, kind-hearted, and kind-spirited people, and I should have had the spiritual maturity to embrace their beliefs. Chanting and singing religious songs are not what this walk is about for me. My mind silently rebelled as my lips mouthed the words to our father in English. Hey, we know one song in Spanish, declared the young man playing the guitar, strumming the tune to Richie Valence's La Bamba. Alberto cheerily sang the words in Spanish to the delighted group. At the chorus, he turned to me with a mischievous grin and sang, Yo no soy marinero, soy capitán, soy capitán. Only I picked up the not-so-veiled reference about his role as a captain, not a sailor, in what I still considered to be my walk. Perhaps providence had brought us to these fellow pilgrims, In time, I would come to appreciate that my rigid ideas of how this walk should be and my insistence that it transcend religions, in fact, excluded religions. In this case, being labeled a Catholic, combined with my preconceived notions of what that meant, frightened me and blinded me to the great love that is also a fundamental part of this faith. I am forever thankful to Father Sergio, to Luciana and our friends in Padua for sharing their love so openly with a pilgrim who was learning to receive it without condition or prejudice.